This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. How much do Americans know about our country? The answer may shock you. One in three of us can't pass a basic civics test, the same one given to immigrants. The spread between Native American citizens and immigrants is embarrassing. There's certain foundational questions about our Constitution, about our democracy, and those are the ones where we perform most poorly. Then, it seems almost as complicated as a moon launch, preparing to send your kid to college. We'll hear from an expert. Parents start the college application process a little bit too late, like in your junior or your senior year. You really do need to start looking at colleges early. Those two stories, and much more, are heading your way on this week's edition of InfoTrack, right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. How much do you know about America? It's sad and shocking that a third of Americans would flunk a basic civics test like the one given to legal immigrants. Are you someone who would pass the test? With more on the story, here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thanks, Chris. We're talking with Michael Ford, the founding director of Xavier University's Center for the Study of the American Dream. Michael, welcome to InfoTrack. Good to be here. You recently conducted a study that took a look at the civics knowledge of native-born Americans versus immigrants applying for citizenship. Tell us about the sad results. Well, it was interesting because, first of all, immigrants perform persistently well in this test. They're hungry to become American citizens, and they always score in the mid to upper 90% pass rate. Native Americans, on the other hand, hit about 64%. However, the interesting thing there is that if you went to college, you did pretty well. You got an 80%. If you went to high school, you got a 44%. So either way, the spread between Native American citizens and immigrants is embarrassing. But the less education you have, the worse it is. Tell us a little bit about the questions. Well, the questions were not of our invention. They were taken directly from the same test that INS gives to foreign-born people who desire to become citizens. They have a test that's oral, and they have to answer 10 questions taken randomly from a set list of 100 that's published and open to everybody. They can see it. So you don't know which 10 you're going to get, and you have to get six of them correctly in order to pass the test. So they weren't our questions. We just took them right from the INS. Just looking at some of the sample questions, 75% were not able to correctly answer what does the judiciary branch do, and more than 60% of citizens born in this country could not name one of their state's U.S. senators and even who the governor of their state was. Right. The test is divided into different areas, the ones we tested relate to civics. And there are a number of questions that a fifth grader could answer easily, and they did. I mean, everybody answered them easily, like, what's the name of the president? Why are there 13 stripes on the flag? And where is the Statue of Liberty? Those kind of things people knew. But there were a certain number of questions where they performed poorly. And I would say that some of them aren't material to your life as a citizen. You don't have to know these to vote intelligently or participate like who are the authors of the Federalist Papers. A lot of people don't know the answer to that, and they don't need to, frankly. A lot of people don't know how many amendments there are to the Constitution, 
which is also okay. But what's not okay is they didn't know what an amendment was. So you divide these questions into different categories, and you say there's certain foundational questions, questions about our Constitution, about our democracy, and those are the ones where we performed most poorly. Back in the olden days, when I graduated from high school, everybody had to take one course in civics. That's no longer the case, is it? No, you're absolutely right, and I'll give you an interesting proof of that. I happened to be serendipitously in a meeting and sat next to John Glenn, astronaut, Senator Colonel John Glenn, and he was talking about how he wanted to go back to his hometown, New Concord, Ohio, Muskingum County, Ohio, and he volunteered to teach a civics course. And they said, well, that'd be great, Senator, but we don't teach civics anymore, which is literally true, and it started to disappear from the curriculum in the 60s. And we insert a lot of new things, other things, but we are left without a basic knowledge of how the government operates. And we thought it was important to raise these issues in the middle of an important presidential election when there are arguments about the Constitution and, you know, people are taking sides and worried about activist judges or an activist Supreme Court, which is all rational thinking. But it's good to know what the court does. What we don't want to do, this isn't jaywalking, and we're not trying to make fun of anybody. These things are easily repaired if we are engaged, if we pay attention, and that's really the message. I'm sure it would never pass constitutional muster, but I've heard some talking heads on TV say that our country would be better served if everyone had to pass a civics test before they were allowed to vote. What do you think about that? I can see why somebody would say that, but in effect, it's an intellectual poll tax. This is America, and you have the right to vote. What we hope is that the public is educated enough to vote well. I don't mean that they choose one party over the other. I mean that they have an intelligent choice. And that's something that, you know what, it's hard to avoid if you are open to anything. You have media from every point of view, unfiltered, 24-7. People go to school for 12 to 18 years. And these aren't surprises. These aren't secrets. But I don't think there should be a test to vote. I will tell you, however, that I believe there's a group that is releasing a test for candidates for federal office, whereby they have to answer similar questions. <laughs> now, that's the last group I would say, oh, yeah, let's give them a test and trust that they won't Google everything. <laughs> Come on, who's going to say, oh, my God, I'm an idiot about this, but I'm running for Congress anyway. So I would love for them to have to pass the test, but in terms of voting, it's sacred. If someone made you king for a day, what would you do? We touched on civics education in high school. What would you do to try to resolve this? Well, it's a good question. The first thing, though, that we are inclined to do, I'm learning, is to put the burden on schools, public schools. Why aren't they teaching? They failed us. And I go back to saying, you know what? The school can lead the horse to water, but they can't make them drink. They can't make them remember. They can't make them be engaged. If I were king for a day, I would love to live in a republic where everyone thought it was important enough to be civically engaged, to at least understand unfiltered what are facts and what are not facts. That would please me immensely. And certainly with the rise of the Internet, there are more resources available for someone who does have that interest than ever before. Exactly. Nothing ever came close to it. And very quickly, I would say that one of the unique things about America is that the form of government we chose, which is a democratic republic, 
historically, philosophically, was always reserved only for a small place, like an island where everybody could know everybody so that they could do a good job. We took a risk on that one, and it really puts a lot of expectation on citizens. Michael Ford, founding director of Xavier University's Center for the Study of the American Dream. Michael, where would you recommend people who are interested in learning more about civics go online? Well, I think there's a million choices. There's a lot of good work being done out there, and I think it's easy to find on the Internet. One of my favorite groups is Sandra Day O'Connor's group, which is called Teach America, and it's one of a gazillion opportunities to check in and find out stuff and why it's important. And where can folks find you on the Internet? Easiest thing to do is to look up Xavier University, Center for the Study of the American Dream, and they'll take you right to us. Well, thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, if someone in your family has dreams of one day attending college, you won't want to miss our advice from a top expert. Coming up. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. 